Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is four warnings, but first, the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir. Detective stories are interesting as the law tracks down the criminals. Watch Sin Tracted Center in Life. Ruby Nights in Gatonite and part of the Manassi wanted to remain on the east side of Jordan. M Moses finally consented if they would go up and help rid Canaan of the enemy, they'd agree. Then Moses spoke words of text. Many interpreted it as picturing borderline Christians. Dangerous to live near border, as Lot found out near Sodom. Here is three force warnings in the Word of God, and I want to give them to you. Number one, it is a warning to young people that sin will mark the face and the body. You can't help it, it's sin to mark you. I know people that went to church supposedly been saved and lived good while they was home. Then they get away from home and they live like lost people. People couldn't they know they was a Christian. And that's a shame. I know some Christians has got sin to hide. They hide it from the families. Don't tell them about it. There was a deacon in the Baptist church over here in Tioga, Louisiana, when I was going to school in Tioga High School. There was a going to a Baptist church. He was a deacon in a Baptist church, and he was slipping around on his wife. He went to this woman's house one night, slept with her, had a heart attack, and died in her bed. She had to get on the phone and called her, her, her his wife, and she had to get on the phone and call him. Uh, the police to come check him out, because he died with a heart attack. They came and 
autopsy and it said he died with a heart attack. That was a shame on that church. That was a shame on that man's life. He was a deacon, but I don't know if he's saved or not. In my, in my, my thinking, I doubt seriously if he was saved, but he could have been out of the will of God. I don't know. But that's what hurts a lot of churches. And seeing the marks, I've seen people that's been on dope, smoking cigarettes, one right after another, two or three packs a day. Look at their faces, how their faces are drawn. And you look at them, and it's because of that, uh, that cigarette puffing. And it's drawn, it's all dope. See? And then I've seen some alcoholics, some good friends of mine, they used to sell them, man. Uh, cars, every car he ever bought, drove, he bought it from me. And I loved him to death. He worked on the out offshore, made bookoodles of money. He had a wife. She had sores all over her, man. I tell you what, I liked her. She was a friend. She was a, one of the friends. He was my friend. She was my friend. But I want you to know I didn't get around her much. She had sores all over her body. And, and man, that's bad. Why, I don't know. But I felt like because of sin. And when I seen him drunk before, it was terrible. Had another man come house one time I was out outside the shop and my mama was in the home. I was outside the, the home with mama and he was drunk. He's a good friend of ours but he was drunk as a cooter. And he trying to break in and get to my mama. And I run around and caught him by the britches and a nap of the neck and throwed him off the front porch and put my finger in his face. I said, if you ever come over here Try to hurt my mama, I'll kill you. I won't beat around the bush about it. And I said, I'll get rid of you real quick. He come back the next day and apologized. We forgave him. He ain't never done that kind of stuff no more. But he used to sell his daughter, young girl, to different people who ever buy him a pint of whiskey. He let him sleep with his teenage daughter. And she got married to a good friend of mine. He worked hard make her a living, and he never was happy with it. Just confusion all the time in the family. She was confused, and she was a sweet woman, and he was a good man, gentle, wouldn't hurt her for nothing in the world. But he was, he had to live with that her, get thinking about the men, the old men she slept with. And her daddy sold her for a bottle of whiskey. And that was a sin and a shame. But it, it showed in her body, it showed in her face. B, sin will steal lives, finest opportunities. The best opportunity in the world you could have is running your, your uh, life, making something out of your life. But I want to tell you, uh, sin still lies find its opportunities. I know it's hard to, to make ends meet sometimes, but you can't just quit living. You've got to stay with it. Keep going for the Lord's sake and for your family's sake. 
Sin will mark the face, and the body sin will steal. Life finds opportunities. If you just get away from sin, stay away from it. Don't let it dominate you. Don't let it steal your life away from it. It wouldn't be worth it. See, sin will bring you down to the end of life, to disgrace. Sin will bring you down to life, to disgrace. Down to the end of life and disgrace. Preachers, preaching, pen on the wages of sin is death. Ask aged man why he was there. He answered, by not minding your text, my motive, one, mother warned me of, of the end, but now I see it. And I want you to know that that, that preachers preaching and paying on the wages of sin is death. And the wages of sin is death. You can't continue living in sin. A lot of Christians lost their uh, life here. And God took them away before they messed it up so bad. It, it wouldn't be worth it. They shamed them. You shame God when you sin, live in sin. If you're a Christian, you ought not do that. And some people just want to play around with sin. Uh, there's a, when I was pastoring Pierre Park, Louisiana, I was on Saturday morning in my front yard. I went visiting, telling people about Jesus. Man was walking beside me in front of my house. I stopped him and asked him if he was a Christian. He said, I'm Catholic. I said, uh, well, last time I seen you was about drunk. When you were, yeah, I went home drunk last time. And my wife told me, if you don't stop drinking, I'm going to leave you. He said, I did stop drinking. I said, did you ever get saved? And I tried to win him to Christ. I hope he got saved. I don't know. But I took my Bible and I showed him how to be saved. And gave him some tracts to read when he got home. <coughs> Never heard from him again. A warning to all God's people, warns of sin will bring you down the end of life. Knock the grace out of it. Disgrace to give you. And I know some good preachers had messed up and lost their ministry, lost their church. One man, me and Brother Sharp, went to the funeral in Monroe, Louisiana. Big church over there. And he had a built a nice church time I built my church in Monroe. He had a piano player that kept wanting him. And he went with a three or four times and he come back to his wife the third time his wife said, I don't want you. You can stay with her. I don't want you anymore. He got a divorce from his wife. She left he left the church and still had to work for a living. And then he wound up marrying this woman he was sleeping with. And then he went to the big church in Monroe. And we were one season in his funeral. And Brother Sharp told me that by the permissive will of God, God let him live for a while longer. Because he's trying to straighten his life up. He was knocking doors, telling people about Jesus, bringing people in church, teaching a Sunday school class. He was trying to make ends what he's done when he messed up and lost his church. And, uh, and God just took him. He died a young man. 
And I liked the fellow. He had a good church. I preached in it before. And he's preached in my church before. But he let a woman get him. And they, that's, that's easy to do in a church when a preacher don't watch himself and guard himself. And Brother Sharp taught me when I got saved and got in church and when I began to, when I began to preach, he told me, he says, Brother Jackson, he said, there's two things you got to watch, money and women, because you can get in trouble with either one of them. Every church I've ever passed, I got somebody to take care of the money. And I always watch the women. I've had some of them come to me and won't sleep with me, go with me. I tell them I was happily married. I wasn't going to mess up my ministry or my testimony to the Lord to sleep with you for a little while. And I just kept my mouth shut and went on about my business. I was told about three or four different people that I was running around with their wife. And I laughed about it. And uh, no one straightened that out. But uh, you you need to really know, be careful on what you do. And don't mess up your life and your testimony. Your testimony ought to be worth something to you. And secondly, there's a warning to all God's people. Warns us of three different things. Number A, selfishness. These tribes found a good land and desired to stay in it. Paul said, all seek their own. B, warns of broken promises. So much sorrow and heartache resulted Christians breaking promises to read God's word, to pray, to try to go to church and we break our promises a lot of time. we promise to tithe and we don't tithe we promise to pray and we don't pray we promise to go to church and we don't go to church we promise to read God's word and we don't read God's word and we write broken promises and there's a lot of people who got broken promises for them. and uh, I hope you're not in that condition this morning but if you broke a lot of promises to God you need to get your heart right right now and get straight now. Ask him to forgive you and come back to him. See, ones of indifferent neglect. Had they neglected to help the other tribes, they said it would have been fine. Indifference will find us out in loss of joy, peace, and in the lives of our children. Indifference. Everybody ain't gonna live like you. You ain't gonna live like everybody else. You need to live your own life and your wife and your family in their life. You need to try to help your family live their life and and, and watch help them if they need it. Because sin's everywhere. And we get messed up with broken promises and selfishness in indifference and neglect. We don't need to be neglecting to read God's Word. We're losing joy and peace in, in the lives of our children, indifference. We need to watch that. One of indifference and neglect, and they neglected the other Their sin would find that. Indifference would find us out in laws of joy and peace, and in the lives of our children. I see a lot of Christians doing on joy and peace, 
in his life. Just sit around grumbling all time. And that ain't right. And he says that you might just pray for Christians, pray for the churches. Our churches are sick, backlidden condition, most of them. The third thing is a warning to sinners. You are one for all have, all have said. Sin and hate and rejection will find you out in conscience. You want no conscience. Man, you better, you need to get right with God and get saved, come out of your sins. That's not what you need. You need to live a good, godly life. If it will, God will bless you for it. Instead of wanting to sinners, also in the hour of death, me and my wife went to a woman's place that's supposed to have been saved. Years ago in our church, Pentecostal stole us from them. She lived in Elevate, Arkansas, about 12, 14 miles away from us. We picked her up on a bus, but she got sick. They said they could heal her. She went to the church for a little while, a month, maybe two months, and they didn't heal her. She stopped going, and she was there by herself with her daughter. Her daughter called and said, would you come back and see Mama? I went back, seen her Mama. Told her, said, we'll pick you up any Sunday, any Wednesday night. Wednesday Sunday night, bring you to church. We'll be glad to have you back, sister. You're just sick, and God's going to take care of you. I ain't got that kind of power like they tell. They say they have. And I just tell you that you need to depend on God. You've promised them some stuff you ought to go through with it. The sting of death is sin. And he turns to your sin will find you out. Even before the judgment, you will cry for the rocks and mountains on you and hide you from his face. Because God is patient, be careful in Exodus. Be careful. Because God loves you and he wants you to be. He wants to be helpful to you if you let him. But you just need to be careful and get away from you. You sent him. Ecclesiastes 8.11. Read that. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana. Talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.